Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Customs Law. I'm your host, Jack, and today I'm going to discuss what the best phone apps are to use abroad. Special thank you to one of our listeners for submitting this question. Remember, if you have a travel question, uh, you can send that in as a voice memo or email it to me and I will answer it. The link's for my email and social media accounts are in the description. So my answer to what phone apps you need to have when you're abroad is it depends on which country you are going to. Each country has their own set of best applications that most locals will use. So instead of telling you specifically what apps use, I will just tell you in general what type of apps you will need when you travel. And then I'll give some suggestions of what I like to use. The first app you're going to need is some type of map application that you're going to use for navigating. So these days, Google Maps is pretty dominant in most countries, but the country you're going to may have a map that works even better. So in Korea, there was a cacao map application. And in New Zealand, when I was traveling the South Islands with my friends, we used an app called Maps.me. So before you go, make sure to do a quick Google search of the best map to use in that country because it might not be Google Maps. I personally do use just Google Maps, but whichever map app you do choose to use, the important thing is not so much what you're using, but that you download your maps. So I'll probably superimpose a video on how to do that on the YouTube or Spotify videos, which if you're listening to this on Spotify, you should be able to see. But downloading your maps ahead of time and making them available offline before your trip is a really important travel tip. So just make sure that you have the ability to do that. The second type of app that I make sure that I download when I'm traveling is a translation app. So especially if you're going to a country where English is not the primary language, you need to download a translation app. This one really can be country specific as well. So in China, I actually use an app called Pleco, and that helped me read Chinese characters. But that one was actually more for language learning. So in general, I do also use Google Translate as well, which again, you can actually download the dictionary for the language translations ahead of time, which means you can use this to translate with locals when you need help and you can do it offline. So regardless if you have Wi-Fi or a phone plan yet and data, you can still get the help you need. Just be sure to download the keyboard for that country's alphabet as well on your phone ahead of time. That way, if they want to write something to you, they actually have the characters that they're going to need. The third app that you're going to need is actually a rideshare app. So if you can believe it, Uber is not the only app out there for ride sharing. Although Uber is used in many countries, a lot of countries actually do have their own ride sharing app companies as well. Some examples of this are like Grab in Southeast Asia, Free Now in Europe, and Didi in China. So it's helpful to do some research beforehand on what most common ride hailing app that people like to use before you leave. And if there isn't any recommended, then that means that people are still probably hailing taxis. So learn how to hail a taxi before you go, whether that's waving them down on the street, or you can also get the phone number of a taxi service from your hotel or your hostel and use that to call for a taxi when you need it. Actually, a little story time is I will say that some of these apps may be hard to use. For example, the DD app in China. Um, I think that app is actually just all in Mandarin Chinese, like the characters. So with a language barrier and also not having like a Chinese bank account, so not being able to link a Chinese credit card to the payment system, I don't think I was actually successfully able to use that application. If there is anyone who successfully used that app, please let me know. I tried to change my language to English and I don't think I could figure it out. 
But even if it doesn't help you successfully book, let's say your credit card payment won't go through, the app is still useful to have. So actually, when I was traveling in Indonesia, I had Grab, which is like the Uber in Southeast Asia. And I actually didn't have data or Wi-Fi or a valid payment account. So I actually couldn't use Grab to call a ride. So what I did instead was actually I checked the price of how much it was going to cost if I used Grab to get from the airport to the place I needed to be. And this was helpful because as soon as you get off of the plane, you're usually swarmed by a lot of people asking you if you need a taxi. And unfortunately, you are a tourist, so they do tend to raise the price for that. So I felt really uncomfortable and kind of intimidated with that huge crowd of people. So I actually just left and found a bench by myself and then used the Grab app to pull up and figure out how much I could expect to pay. And then just knowing what a fair price was going to be, I felt a lot more confident going back into that crowd of people and then asking for a taxi driver to specifically take me on the fair price that I knew. And then it worked out and I found uh, a really nice taxi driver who had my best interests and safety at heart. That's one way where even if you can't use the app to successfully call, you can still use it to gain information on what you should expect to pay for your rides. Lastly, another app you will need is the local messaging app. So most countries have their own way of messaging. They don't just use texts and messages on iPhones like we do in the United States. Many of them use WhatsApp. And if you're in Korea, the app is called Kakaotalk. And then in Taiwan, there's like Line. And in China, it's WeChat. So you don't need to download every single one, especially if you're only going to a country for a short time. But if you're staying for a while, so probably more than two weeks, and you're planning to get immersed into the country, it will probably be necessary to download the local messaging app at some point because locals will be using that to text you. So I use WhatsApp the most when I'm traveling since most countries I've visited tend to use that. And I also like to use it for messaging my family back home as well. Because even if I don't have data or a phone plan, it will still work on just Wi-Fi. And I actually do have a bonus application. It is your travel drive. So I've mentioned this in a couple videos before, but I like to keep a folder or a drive. I use Google Drive to store important documents and then download those documents online before the trip so that I can view them offline. So I'm still planning to make a reel on how to set up your travel drive. But for this, I would just download the Google Drive app and then start to build my travel drive folder. And things that you're going to put in that are like your airplane tickets, your prescriptions, any receipts and bookings that you have so that all of that is available offline. Having a travel drive with all of those documents that are pre-downloaded has made travel much easier, especially during COVID. I remember everywhere you'd go in Europe, you would need to show your vaccination card. So keeping that scan available on my phone was just really important to help me get around and make sure that I didn't get into any trouble. Okay, so that is all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed it, please hit me with that five-star rating and subscribe, follow, like, tell your friends about it. Uh, all the social media is pretty much at Customs Law. The link will be in the description. And again, let me know if you have any questions around travel. I'm here to help. See you next week. Bye.